welcome to The Body Talks. I'm Rachel Biffin and I'm a conscious content creator helping body-based businesses market their work authentically and helping them represent their values and what's really going on in their businesses using copywriting and imagery. In this season, I delve into the elements of what I'm calling the commodified body. That is how the body is being used in current status quo marketing of body-based business. So fitness, health and lifestyle products and services. And how that is maintaining the position of conditioning of already marginalised identities. So I'm presenting my ideas in little thought bubbles, short episodes, and that of my guests, ways the body can be marketed to, talked about and championed differently. So you'll learn how these amazing creators are producing new books, media and businesses that move the body into contexts that promote change, healing and sustainable practices. So this first episode, I'm outlining the commodified body and placing it in context of my life and just zooming out a little bit too. So thank you so much for joining me. Of course, I'd love it if you hit the follow or subscribe button and connect with me on Instagram at rachel.biffin, that's R-A-C-H-E-L dot B-I-F-F-I-N or head over to the website contentmoves.net where you can learn more, dig in and also sign up for the weekly newsletter where I link to content around the themes that arise in each episode. Thanks for listening. Zoom, pardon the pun, to the last two years. The changes and the adjustments millions of people have had to make, I think, have served as wedges to open the door and let light in on the pressure to work, the pressure to show up online and offline and to consume in a corporatized world. I see how current marketing decontextualizes the body, exaggerating elements that line up with a patriarchal lens like thinness, whiteness, giddy happiness, and an outdated idea of beauty. The commodified body is body image proliferation with industrial age precision until it becomes the norm. The standard operating procedure, you could say. So I've broken down the elements of what I'm naming the commodified body. What's involved is the use of language. And what I mean by language is the nonsensical, the illogical, the thought-stopping language, along with other coercive marketing techniques that take away a participant's agency and choice and sort of right to choose, it also tends to negate critical thinking. 
language is so powerful. We're going to go into it deeply. I'm going to have some fantastic guests. But for now, I just wanted to flag that element. Another element we have is performativity and perfectionist type cultures. We have, it's interesting, it's, there's an irony. What we're doing in body-based businesses is quite often trying to promote strength and fearless movement and health. But the broader commercial culture asks these body-based businesses to sort of promote a, a cover all the guts kind of advertising, cover all about what really is going on when you're teaching both for you and your client. Because look, it is amazing, but it's it's harder to describe. Uh, there's nuance, there's longer periods of time. And promoting something that takes a long time in practice to feel the benefits of is generally harder to market. And on the performativity side of that, there is this conditioning to um, market something that ends up creating an expectation in the customer of how the business should be showing up once they're in there. But it also creates uh, such a such a push for the customer to feel like they need to look like a ballet dancer or they need to look like a Madonna's, you know, after five seconds using that product or service. So, yeah, that commodified body sets up an expectation neither the business nor the customer can meet. It leaves no room to represent the actual golden work, the golden moments that are occurring between humans engaging in the business. And the effects are felt online and offline from generation to generation. I want to stop it. Another element of the commodified body is productivity culture, toxic productivity culture. There's the do the work, show up, no pain, no gain, push to you, burn, push to the limit, on and on. I'm sure you've heard it. So an example of this in the marketing, in the commodified body is buy this gym membership and you'll go from lazy couch potato to smooth, toned and attractive, in brackets and productive, valued citizen. And there's a fourth element that's really, I I found very troubling. It's been very compelling learning about it. And that's the culty type goings on in marketing, in the representation of the body, in getting people to buy. Some of the elements, those culty elements are sort of the purity values. And you see that expressed in the marketing everywhere about promoting the pure body, clean lines, ascending, transcending if you buy this product or do this service, moving up in some sort of magical hierarchy. An almost mystical endpoint is marketed where the person engaging in the services is toned, airbrushed, thin, 
digitally enhanced. And let's talk about that word enhanced. We'll put do that on in the language episode or episodes. And there's sort of an almost out-of-body serenity or blankness presented on their face. They might be doing a, a really extreme posture and a face to match that extreme posture might be a sort of gasp or a whoa. But no, there's this disassociation between the look on their face and what's going on. And I think what why there is that look on the face is because of the likability factor. We want we don't want to challenge. We want to appear likable. So there's that sort of likability factor always enforced and always implemented into the imagery. So an example of, of this I was thinking is, you know, this messaging ar- around practice this form of yoga or whatever and go from pedestrian, unrealized and grubby to clean, green and enlightened. And around, it goes in the mix with the culty stuff. It, it, it's its own category on its own. I will be doing episodes on it is cultural appropriation. So that is co-opting Indigenous tribal language and traditional naming. For example, words like warrior, tribe, slay. Use of traditional Indigenous costume. So we see the om symbol on activewear, bindis on foreheads in yoga classes or at music festivals. Um And the use of traditional Indigenous tools like smudge sticks, Buddha figurines, even Bedouin tents. As I said, though, it's not all doom and gloom because it is content and media consumed on the very same channels the commodified body work is consumed on is being made by conscious creators and that's modelled how content can be empowering, how it can be healing. These makers work to draw their audience's attention to problems, yes, but have also offered perspectives and alternative paths to take. I want to follow these conscious creators lead and build media representative of the difficult and the nuanced stuff of body-based businesses. So I was thinking I'm making the body talks to model my theory that words and images can change the narratives around the body. And I'm well aware those narratives uh, run deep, are culturally subjective and have been embodied deeply quite often as a survival mechanism. Act like, be like, fit in to survive, for example. It's going to take action from multiple angles to change how the body is represented and sold to. So there's a new culture around body-based content that's about authenticity, healthy power and viable work for this generation and the next to come. Thank you for listening to The Body Talks. You can connect with me on Instagram at rachel.biffen. It's R-A-C-H-E-L. 
and I'd love you to comment and connect and ask questions. And you can find out more at contentmoves.net about the podcast and links and lots of information I also send through my newsletter, which you can sign up to at, again, contentmoves.net. Thanks for listening.